Just read A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess. It was published in 1962 and it was a, what was it, a dystopian, almost like set in the near future, um, another futuristic book, but also a cult classic, so we're kind of still in the the realms of do androids sleep? And it basically centres around a guy called Alex. He's a teenager at that point. He's 15. Yeah. He's got a, a, a posse. Drugs. Drugs. And he's... he's, brother. he's brother. Brother. Oh, brother. Oh, brothers. And he's, and he's going around committing a bit of... Or doing a bit of a madness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a very it's a very graphic novel, if you if you don't already know. Um, a lot of rapes do take place. Um Georgian Dim. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the, the that's the that's the group in it. Yes. Um, and yeah, so Zach, what could you want to summarize? Because this was yeah. your book. So. Yeah, so um, I mean, you did a good job already. But so he essentially starts off as this um, sort of intolerable character, fifteen-year-old uh, who's just kind of running right with his droves, like we said. Um, and then he basically. Um, find himself arrested in police um, custody, and then he gets, um, and he gets put in a position where he's basically offered this uh, treatment to um, correct what is essentially him being inherently evil. Mm. Um, and then from that, uh, we see how that changes within him, um, and then ultimately to when either when he's he's rectified or fixed and whether that is actually a moral thing yeah because he even well, he, he he kills himself in that well he tries to tries kill himself to kill in that himself. period isn't it so it's I, that's what's leading on to the my first question mm-hmm. that a lot of this, this book does centre around ethics mm. a lot in terms of you the book paints this picture mm-hmm. of the main character as this just inherently evil guy you mm-hmm. know he's going around he um, goes around with his group of guys, his mm-hmm. friends. Goes to the countryside, um, pretends to be lost. Knocks, knocks on the countryside house, and they let him in. And he rapes the wife mm-hmm. quite graphically in front of the husband, mm-hmm. and destroys his stuff. And then it's just another day, you know, it's another night as uh, for the, for for Alex. Mm. So I wanted to. So how Anthony kind of paints him at well he just uses that and continues with that narrative and he even rapes uh, two teenage what two, two girls like in his yeah. room which was yeah. so and it, it does it does so and he beats up that guy for literally no reason for no reason yeah. you know so yeah. and so he so Anthony does paint you know this this guy is just purely evil he's just doing it because he he actually likes to mm-hmm. um, to commit these atrocities but then obviously he gets finally gets caught Should gets sent to was it? Yeah, because he so mm. one so he 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 almost yeah he does def- he does definitely like it because he 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 quotes it as in his language as was it was it was he called horror was it 
Um, yeah, it is horror. No, but it, when it's translated, it means good times. It's like almost like a, a play of words. There's a certain like is it called? Um, revelry it is. in what he's doing. That yeah, I would say borders on that pleasure kind of. That's yeah, it's it's almost weirdly like how the book describes it. Like he says, it's like he's almost inherently evil. Yeah. So it's weird, especially at the beginning. I feel like I don't know how. For me, I, I just feel like he he didn't he didn't enjoy it. It's just what he done. As he just what he does as a person. See, I. But the book almost made it feel as if these things like is normal like it's almost like pornographic yeah. like it's just like it's okay to be done I took the line that he was a product of this dystopian society that he was coming out of so like we're it's easy to look at him in isolation and think okay this is just a mad like yeah, agree, yeah. crazy teenager but I feel like he was also a product of a very uh, corrupt world that the book exists in but it's, it's, I feel but like, it's, but I wouldn't say it's corrupt. I think it's just it, no, it is corrupt. It like the, how is it corrupt? Like the, the and police flip and, and do what they want. They, those, yeah, they're literally but like it's reverting so, people's but you have nature. To remember, you remember you have to remember at the time of this book in the sixties, the police could really do what they had. Yeah, to but this book's not set in the sixties. It like like it is set in like a sort of not weird weird sort of hybrid between present and future, and that's why I feel like. I mean that's what uh, that's what um, dystopian uh, fiction kind of rests itself on, but um, it kind of presents a bit of a a sort of a relatable but distant future, and that's why I'm saying like I feel like he's a product of that kind of um, space more mm. than just in isolation seeing him as okay um, like a wild youth, you know what I mean. <laughs> No, I don't know. As in, I think it's a bit of both. I think it is okay. Yeah, it's set in a it's a near it's a near future setting, so it's mm-hmm. not like wildly futuristic. Mm-hmm. But I see, I didn't I didn't see any, I didn't I I I perceived I thought the book was set at a, not not in terms of our present future, but like the future of Anthony Burgess's time in terms of mm-hmm. what he perceived the future would be in the eighties when mm-hmm. it was written mm-hmm. in the sixties, isn't it? So, a, a lot of the book centers around what I would assume in his head would be the eighties, and if it's based, but on, it's never really made clear. Oh, it's not. It's not made clear I think at that's all. The point, it's though, not. Isn't it? It's meant to be like ambiguously set. So, like, it makes me feel as if it's not the sixties. Yeah. But then it's a close future. But I think the point of the book isn't to kind of put you in a in a place where oh, you know the context really mm-hmm. well. It's just giving you this thing where morality is like not a thing or morality is not what you know it as to be now so yeah so, so, so do you see what I'm saying? so even the way the police and the government are always brought up it's almost to remind you like yeah the policing evil situation i feel like for him especially this book how he's written it it's almost like challenging each morality to the next so for example um like he's obviously raped and he's obviously killed somebody as mm. well but then when he gets police the police are, like, are fucking him up do you know what i mean and they're asking those questions mm-hmm. and then then the next moral question is: Is it but, okay? But wouldn't you? Yeah, but wouldn't you say it's justified? Because because of, for instance, you know, okay, this guy's com- committed a lot of atrocities. You know, he's raped, it's, he's right, killed, that's what I'm saying. and then the police the obviously. It's, but it's not even. It's, it's they're just heavy-handed, isn't it? It's and true. They don't. They don't. Then it's not actual like abuse. Abuse. It's the wrap him up a I bit. I mean, ironically, yeah, a, bit of a own, punch there, a bit of a slap there. But his own friends are also doing it with him. Like, this is the thing. What do you mean? 
As in the um, police that beat him up at the end are the friends that he was in the group with. As well. So all these kind of violent atrocities almost match up to each other. And I think the ultimate, ultimate question is, you know, is it okay for, for the government almost to change your, like, to take your soul away? That's I think that's how the book kind of sold it to me anyway, because I think the clock of orange is the fact that, you know, people are natural things. So like we have taste, we have... So that's, is that what you thought the clock of orange I mean, no, I'm meant. saying that's the title, right? So yeah, yeah. That's at the title, Clock of mm. Orange, the idea of just the orange being a natural, pure form that has taste, it has smell, it has a, almost like a soul or spirit. But then you can't mechanise that, you can't... And I feel like the book, in a way, for me anyway, kind of dissects into pieces where you're trying to fight this oppressing policing government or mm-hmm. this idea of having a house. Mm. And I find it really crazy at the end where... Um, I can't believe he's, um, hear me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but Georgie, when he got married at 20 or something... No, George, it was... Um... Okay. My bad, but the character obviously he got married at twenty. Yeah, he got married. At 20. Which obviously in our heads we're thinking, what are you doing? But it's, it's set in the sixties. But that's what I'm saying. It's set in the sixties, isn't it? But you know, do you see my point? So they're all together as a gang. Yeah. And they're raping, killing, doing what they want to do. Mm. But it gets to the end of the book where one of them is a policeman. One of them um, has been um, had like an experiment testing on him, so he's basically now immune to violence he actually feels physically sick mm. another one's married and has a mortgage and even says in the book it says small he gets paid a small amount and has a small house he has a small apartment um, and he gets paid a small amount but he's he's hopeful for the future and I mm. feel like when I asked the red I was thinking doesn't everybody say that now like you know we're working and mm-hmm. it's like that kind of idea of like day to day the government just like throwing all these things out saying we have to do this we have to do that and we all kind of like sit by and just do it do you feel empathy for um, Pete? Pete. Damn, it's Pete. We, it's weird because we don't really even heard it but Pete's voice yeah, no, until yeah. the end. But go, go on, what are you going to say there? No, no, I was going to say, um, do you feel empathy for Alex, like, in terms of... Do you know what? what? What he went through and then what he kind of was at the end. Was he, like, a shell of himself? What, like... But, but the thing is, it's like the, it, the whole Sorry. book had did a whole U-turn in the end where... Mm. Um, so, basically, in the book... When Alex gets um, well captured or gets mm-hmm. sent to prison, um, after two years, he then does the experimental testing, which is called the Ludovico technique. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Ludovico is that's a that's a um, composer. Uh, Ludwig, um, Ludwig van Beethoven, I think. No, that's no. There's actually a, a famous. Um, composer called Ludovico. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm Mr. Classic FM. But um, no, nah, as in um, I had an old, an old, an old friend that was one of my favorite musicians. But kind of that took me off topic. What was I going to say? But yeah, the Ludovico, <laughs> the Ludovico technique, good, yeah. the Ludovico technique. Um, so he has that, which basically, um, it's it. What what involves basically Alex is um, basically forced to watch very graphic images and then um, is basically trained to associate those graphic images to certain aspects of violence and even just general culture, sex, music. So he yeah. he is almost forced to not be violent, and if he tries to even thinks about violence or any anything sexual, um, he automatically feels sick or repulsed by it and it's almost the government is forcing Alex to behave in a certain way without any choice to some extent Mm -hmm. 
Wasn't and interesting that how so, his, but his dreams, he still had these. What he had the, the thoughts of the in and out, as he called it. Oh no, yeah, yeah. He still had those um, violent dreams and mm. ideas about sex and stuff in his dreams. So I thought that was the only place he felt safe. So no, yeah, Bird used but, to saying like that he can't truly suppress that. The, no, but no, but that's what I found. So, so after he's okay, so after he's you know had that experiment mm-hmm. or this you know and he's you know being um, subjected to this torture to some extent and then the whole book does almost like a u-turn so going mm-hmm. back to your point whereas um what did you say again you were uh, refresh me um empathy about um, uh, do you feel empathy, empathy for towards alex? alex oh yeah did i thought so yeah so did i feel empathetic um i i did in that moment when he was almost you know subjected to this form of torture he he didn't have a choice in his emotions oh, you know so the book. yeah so half, so three quarters halfway through the book i did feel that empathy and i think anyone would when you isn't okay yeah this guy's a, a monster some some extent but one he's a teenager mm. and two i think taking away someone's right in terms of choice mm. that i don't think anyone should be subject to that you know i don't i don't, I don't think we as humans have the um, ethical privilege to be able to do that or to be able to determine who and who should not be able to ha- to, to have an emotional you know being devil advocate though would you say like someone has to choose as in no so no because saying, that's, that's so the same kind of same, same same kind of argument is like um, should we have the death penalty or you know should we chemically castrate people yeah I agree. I'm, I'm just. I'm saying that because if, when you think about the book as well, when Alex is obviously doing his madness and his his droogs are like, you know, oh, we don't like how you speak about Dim, and he goes, oh, okay, George, what do you suggest we do? Mm. Like, y- you've been a leader then. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you lead the crew, and then when George is like, oh, let's just go back to the old place and 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 do what we did last time. It's like that. Like we always have this idea, you know, like, oh, no one's allowed to choose. Like, we can't, like, as a democracy, we're like, oh, you can't, you can't all choose. Like, mm. oh, it has to be fair. But essentially, in the day, someone has to still say, okay, yeah, this is okay to do. It's not a democratic crew, though. Like, mm. him and his, like, friends, it's not. It's almost, it's almost like, do you see what happened when they try to make it democratic? They beat him up and left him there. That's what I'm saying. But, like, maybe that's like a sort of microcosm for some kind of attempt at this, like, alternative version of whatever mm. uh, dystopian kind of um, society that he's trying to suggest because yeah. it's like did you like you're saying Kendrick, like, there has to be someone to just lead almost, the almost, ship almost like, approve it I can't explain it but don't get me wrong I'm not trying to say what they've done was right, or right. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to suggest here like maybe we're always in that kind of loop of you know oh there's a leader we don't like a leader um, let's ask him let's, let's kind of like take him down or say no let's reform and then day we go into a circle of someone being on top again, or someone suggesting, you know, this is what we have to do. I'm always in that similar cycle. I think maybe the book was trying to demonstrate that about democracy and how maybe them fighting back against Alex was like a revolution. I don't know, but the book itself for me, it had so many like um, there's there's so many aspects to it. I feel like if it was an English literature class in school, the teacher would be like people would be saying random stuff, and the teacher would be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like there's so many things you can draw from the book that I'm actually not quite sure if um, Anthony did it on purpose or not. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Even, like, for example, the words, I don't know why, I need an explanation for that. Okay, I have, I, I, like, I've got some some 
uh, takes on that one because I feel like with um, with the language thing, I felt like on one level it's like him. Um, I read somewhere that he just said that he wanted to experiment with Russian and English because that's what the uh, language is a mix of Russian, English, and Russian, mm. and he just wanted to try that. But also, I feel like it kind of it creates a very um, I don't know like a very unique context for the book because I found that after like maybe about 15, 20 pages I was like acclimatised to the mm-hmm. language where like I would read certain things and I'd be like okay cool I can work out roughly yeah. speaking what he's trying to say even though Same. it's obviously a gibberish technically to me yeah. but, but and it's, 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 it's quite interesting it how sense. it's almost um, it's like an example of like language acquisition you mm, know? no literally and how In the language yeah can change very quickly and over time very rapidly and then you you can pick it up just in just how our brains can just naturally just sync ourselves to this new form of mm. wording and um, speaking and then in my head like off the bit of Tanya I was like oh why don't like if it would be interesting to see a book starting from English and then progressively turning into a different language <laughs> would you be able to understand that would that be a good way of like learning a language yeah. so I was like oh if I, if I read a book that was like a bit like this so it was mm. like a bit mixed like um a, bit of Russian a bit of English but instead it was French and then slowly but surely it was replacing the English words to French words mm. would you be able to read that book and comprehend that book at the end of that book mm. you know and would that be actually a good way of learning a language and I thought reading I mean, this book I was I'm not gonna lie I was, I was mad annoyed like at, bro. at the beginning because like what is that chosen <laughs> I was like, like, what like, is that why is speak, why like? is why is it written in this weird and obscure way <laughs> But then again, I was like, as you said, like after after thirty forty pages, you just acclimatized to it. So, oh fuck, you know, it's actually yeah. it's actually okay. For me, I didn't know the cross was in the back, so I was for the first like like you said, like even you you like have been generous in twenty even forty pages, but I was a bit further than that way. But I was like, yo, this is these words. I was kind of guessing like Molotov or Molotov was was milk, right? Or like um, coming to the term for ladies. It's disorientating for sure. I was yeah. just like, uh, I was guessing, and then next time I read another sentence, I'm like, okay, no, my guess last time was wrong. Do you know what I mean? And so I was in a place of like trying to figure out not what the book was also saying, but also what the words meant. Mm. And I was getting frustrated because I'm reading a book and I don't know maybe five words on the page. Do you, or, or, do you know what I mean? As I flick through. So for me, when I found the glossary, I was like, okay, it's not only I have to flick back and forth, but like you said, like, when I was almost like maybe a third in, mm. I actually knew what the guys were saying. Like it, it's, I guess more, that's more about memory for me, I guess. Then, but it, it worked out in the, in the end, I think. I did like Babjuka for old women. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teeth that. Yeah. But Babjuka, Babjuka, that's like, that was nice, man. Yeah. But, but um, it's weird. It's almost like a sort of double layer, like like you were just saying about um, how it kind of, it's like a sort of not a mental trick, but like a sort of. Uh, it plays with our understanding and our like um, how we uh, conceive the words, but it's kind of mm. the same thing that happened to Alex in a sense, where he's being like trained, like to think a certain way or uh, do a certain thing, and almost as a reader, we're kind of being trained as well to be able to make sense of this, what initially seems like nonsense, but ends up being something more like you can make sense out of it you know what mm. I mean so it's almost like a sort of double parallel between what Alex is kind of experiencing and also then what the book is itself doing to you if that makes sense would, would you say is because you know I saw I saw parallels with the language and 
just be people speaking in slang. So when he when he was when he was um, speaking to um, Pete at the end, mm. when after he's come from prison, it's been a few years. He's eighteen mm. and meets Pete. He's twenties with his wife, and then they have a conversation. Pete's like, "Oh, yo, wh- how how are you?" And then obviously Alex is still speaking in that teenage kind of way and mm. the slang that's throughout the book. And then his girlfriend, his wife starts laughing. It's like, why is he speaking so mm. funny? And, so, and then um, Pete's like, oh, we used to speak like that when we were younger. Mm. And in my head, it, one, it reminds me of um, that random guy, African child, that random guy, oh whoever, who he's, he's, he's 30-something, but he still speaks in a slang that, as, that you would hear from like a teenager. But then you realise he was in prison. Damn. He's, it's almost like he's been delayed in terms of like that. I don't know. It's a bit of a wild thing. Yeah, right. But but I saw parallels in that. It's like, yeah. oh, come on! If you if you met someone now and you hadn't seen them in ages and from back in school, and they still refer to like all this random slang from mm-hmm. school times. You're like, like, oh, what's up, blood? Like, yeah, it's like, like you know what I mean? It's like we're, we're 25 now, yeah. like. <laughs> Well, twenty five, twenty four. But it's it's more it's more like yo, as in I could I could. I, I saw a lot of parallels with that. It's like, wow, like you, you see them differently and you almost kind of feel almost a bit wow. sorry for them, innit? Like, so oh, allow it. Yeah, because I was thinking about that in the book because I, when, I read, when Alex spoke or when he spoke to certain people, because when the police spoke, they didn't say that. When um, he was in that guy's house, he like, it was only him I felt like I was speaking that way or his droogs or people in that kind of area or wherever he was. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that. I was like, why is it that the book sometimes, especially when people spoke, mm. even when the, the, the women's houses that they raided and stuff, they didn't speak that way. Like, they're like, oh, do you know what I mean? They call the police or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then I, it was only at the end when I was like, okay, so they do notice. Because you know, sometimes you don't know if the, the book is so... Self-aware. Like, I don't know if the book is self-aware. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so dystopian. I don't know whether it's a thing of like, you know that like Superman where as soon as he takes his glasses on, everyone's like, oh, where's Superman gone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I don't know whether it's Same like that. Yeah, so... Um, but I, I, I did think Anthony Bambi did I don't know why he did that for he must have done it for like a class reason or maybe just to preserve that for the ending I think it's lo- yeah that's what I'm saying this book is so multi-layered I don't so know, multi-layered I don't know man. whether he did it on purpose yeah. or it was by accident mm. and there's so many interesting things you can draw from the book mm. but I think the larger schemes I buy but the smaller stuff like I said like that and for me I wasn't even asked about the conversation that he had with his daddy and I thought it was almost very useless but then very like why because it what, what did he draw from it? Like he just said, "Oh, the the guy that lived, they used to live with us, he got arrested by the police, um, and now he's gone back home, so now he can come back home with us." And I, I just like, yeah, that, yeah. Especially with his dad, was very like it was very simple. But it wasn't it. That's something that annoyed me actually. I felt like uh, Burgess kind of was a bit was a bit like. But am I fishing? I don't. Do you see what I mean? The book has so many angles. I don't know whether I was fishing or just. Yeah, no, no. I hear that because I felt like no, it no, was no, a bit I too like um, redemptive at the end, where it was like, okay, cool, mm. like you're bad, you can become good, and then you'll be good. And I just felt like there wasn't enough of like, hence why. I mean, if you want to touch on, Go on the Luke. film. Go on. <laughs> Then we can say, I feel like, I felt, (laughs) hey, listen, listen, you need to to stop. (laughs) Yo, but, but, um, what was going to say, I feel like if you look at how um, Stanley Kubrick handled um, the ending, I feel like he sort of gave us a bit more of a, I think he leaned more on that kind of, 
uh, thing of the underlying human nature will never really truly be suppressed. So, so what's, where, what's the difference between the book and the so, and the film? Uh, Kubrick basically implied um, that he wasn't really reformed and that he was still an evil, cool. evil sort mm. of guy, and that even though like everyone thought that he was, you know. Um, find the uh, last shot that we see is of him like doing that evil grin again that he did at the beginning which mm. is kind of yeah um, but then the book I think is more full circle and wholesome where you know it kind of essentially implies that he's been reformed and it's been a successful process and you know mm. now this guy who was once a like feral kid is now like an adult and he's matured matured and it's a bit that's why yeah, because he's like, oh, he's, he's, oh, you know, he's got images he's of having fixed. a wife yeah, it's just... know, and kids, and you know, that's what he's going. Isn't that the well, weak, That's what they wanted for him to be, but mm-hmm. I just felt like it a... would have been a better ending for the book if it ended on a thing where it's like, okay, he's reformed, he in... but there's a bit of darkness in him still. I think they did do that, but just not in the way we wanted. Like, he's not. I don't think. Okay, the ending for me just didn't do it for me, obviously. But I mean, why? Like, why did not do it for you? I, it's the same reason I just said like I'd have preferred it to be a bit more like okay um, he's a bad guy they tried to reform it and it didn't work and I feel like and then you kind of like a full circle idea of you know human nature you can't like people do bad things mm. can't do good things and that's how your life is but the thing is in the book I think it was they did that but it was just less it was just it wasn't like as overt as you wanted it to be I mean like I could give you an example about the dream like he he He's actually True. still the same guy. Like you can't. Yeah, yeah, like don't get yeah, me wrong. Like yeah. he's not gonna. I don't. I reckon he's still gonna do the same things because he's he's even lost the passion for classical music of the Beethoven. Mm. And that's only. That was sad to me. I can't it, lie. That, that, so that, that hit me. That that was sad that's too. That's when I thought. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he felt empathy for him. And he felt empathy for him. Oh no! Trial, I guess. But no, no, no. I'm, I felt I mean, empathy. That was, that, that, I mean, that, that was the moment when you thought, okay, I felt sorry for this guy. Okay, yeah. His fault. And I, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like at the end of the day, man, he actually killed people and he raped people. I can't feel sorry if someone put me so, in no, so, so it touches on my point a bit cycling back a bit so you think do you think that he deserved it that's it's not my point space to say about in terms of what people deserve or not I feel like his process he brought on himself in a way I mean the way the world was set up then was, was very apparent like if you get caught you're in trouble like it, being out in the open was corrupt so let alone being in, in custody like the fact that he was even taken to be doing this kind of reform mm. was insane to me. But it's like, like you said, like it's, it's how it was at the time. Like he was actually raping people. Yeah. And he was beating up people on the street for no reason. Mm. I think he was beating up his friends. Like it was just, yeah, there was, was no mad. Rules. Yeah, it was, so, it was, it was, very, it was crazy. I did feel like there was a sort of um, youthful playfulness about mm. the whole thing. Like it didn't feel like, That's what I thought. even though it was dark in a sense, like how Burgess wrote it, it was very like it was just very kind of like joyous and like the words helped the fact that the words weren't proper words no but yeah it wasn't, and, it's, it's, and let's be honest it wasn't that descriptive but and that's what and him referring to things that were that were bad as good and things that were good was bad like the language how, how it paid and mm-hmm. that kind of tricked your brain into um, allowing normalizing certain, certain normalizing things. certain yeah, you facts, know um, I don't know um, just co- acts. sadistic yeah. acts so it's like oh okay mm. um, but oh, shit, I was going to say something um, 
but yeah, going back to that youthful, like that youthful mm-hmm. turn, I think it, I think like the ending. Go back to the ending of what that's. I think it was a weak ending to some extent. Just mm. my personal opinion. Why? Right. Because it was a kind of a coming of age kind of book. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the oh, you know, you're young. You that's what I was. That's you, what I was annoyed you, by. You, you, you fuck around. You know, you commit a few rapes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> and you, then you to, fixed again. Yeah, no, you get to a stage where you know, oh, you know, I'm actually I'm mature. You know, you meet your friends you haven't seen in a while. You know, you come back. You're like, you know it. what? I'm not that young person anymore. That's it. I'm gonna fix up, and I'm not. Well, I'm not going to do all the mistakes that. I, you know, I made when I was younger. No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that though. I, so, I did okay. not. You know, you I, know, I didn't see the ending. You know, you narrate a story. It's I didn't more see like, the ending, man. You know, it's like, oh, this happened ten weeks earlier. Like it's kind of yeah. Like, no, yeah, that's true. So, in hindsight, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe as it's in because, like, but yeah. I, re- I only became really aware that I was narrating the book quite late on to the book where I was like, okay, I thought he was dead. It's even when he's like, oh, you're okay. dead and you're narrating your yeah, life. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, okay, this is the end of my story. I thought it was something like, especially when he when he committed suicide. Mm. I was like, oh, this is a weird. I thought he, I thought it was just going to carry on like he was dead and then the world changed. That's a very good point, you know, because for him to be narrating it, he has to have kind of Reflection. come to a point yeah. of reflection. I, when he's narrating yeah. it, I was thinking, the way he talks about it, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's alive then, or, or he's, it's a note that he's left behind. Someone's, yeah, but yeah. The point is like, it's narration, so obviously clearly he's better. He's just mm. explaining something. So, from the narration point, I, I kind of guess that it's gonna be like he's gonna be fixed. But then knowing Clock of Orange in terms of the title, mm. like, how they're gonna spin it? That, mm. that was my that's yeah. how I read it. Yeah, um, but I'm also about the book itself. Like I agree with how the youthfulness and how he plays with the words and stuff. Um, but for me, I found it hard to read. I think I would books so far are probably the hardest. I agree. Yeah, it's very I hard. Agree. It's very hard. And that's why I was kind of pissed off at Zach. No, go on. Um, why did but, you find it really hard? What was, what was the main? Like I said, I, I found out the cross was in the back too late. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's how it's how the book actually explains stuff. Like, I was just like, bro, like, <laughs> just tell me. Do you know what I mean? Like, tell me he's... Do you know how long it took me to work out what Millicent meant? Shut as please. I was like, what the fuck is this Millicent? Who's Millicent? Why are Millicent doing... I it was like, insect. You can't even guess, like... And the only one I got was milk. I mean, that's the, the milk. Thing, that's the only thing I could get. But everything else, like oh, I guess the, and girl, the drushkus, drushkus. And one of them was that like, one face. Malchik, I like that one. Malchik. Malchik. One was face. What was that one? And it was, so one thing was like, oh, he put his face, his face in the drink. So I was mm, thinking, yeah. what did he put in the drink? Oh yeah, the face. <laughs> that took me ages to figure out too. And then I found it, I was so pissed. I was like, man, I'm just putting it down my water. Oh, so Paul is sex. That is so funny if it was yeah. something completely different, you know? But the, but then again, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's so similar to, like, London slang, in it? Like, if, yeah, if you... Because if, well, every time, like, um, people up north come down and they hear certain lingo, they're like, oh, what the fuck? Are, was, why are they speaking like that? Or, what does mm. that mean? Mm. You almost say you have to translate it. And it's like, oh, I thought it was just a play on that. I was like, oh, is it just their slang? You're a teenager, you're but just I, your slang, and then, okay, all the adults understand what you're talking about because they're just exposed to it, but they're not going to speak like that. But I think it's important that um, Burgess had almost a unique language for the book because, like we said, it's a dystopian book, obviously. Yeah. And I feel like it just adds that kind of, like, it just makes entry into the book a little bit more difficult, but, like, necessary, so you're in this kind of different world, like... You can't pick up most books and not not understand the language of the book, but true. With this the, book, it's like point, you you're like forced to be in like some other world. 
whether you like it or not if you want to finish the book do you know what I mean yeah. like mm. it's um, good because it's, it, it, it feels like it feels like another world because mm. I feel language is a very important part of like you said of, of somebody's culture it's true so for you to change that and, and almost um, force somebody to read it the way it should be read I think that's an important part that's how it, I think that's how the book kind of got to where it got to I think mm. it definitely pushed it to another level if that mm. makes sense so I, I agree with that sense um, but what were you guys how did you find the book because I mean you haven't said you just said I, I, you, you explained your ending so and, like and the book, I, I like how you said uh, how it was a difficult book to read yeah. in that um, in comparison to do androids in that and my best book um <laughs> Still got the highest. Um, this is the first. It's like come down. Me, it's it's so hard. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 it. It was a very difficult book to read, and I'm not gonna lie. For for a lot of us, I don't know why this is. This a is so world renowned. Like yeah. it's in the top 100 best books ever. You know, in terms of literally li- literary classics. Um, and in my head, I was like, well, "How is this in it?" But then I could see. I could kind of see it. But then. It was written in three weeks too. He wrote this in three weeks, and as and I think in pre-production, um, <laughs> um, Zach was saying how he could tell it was rushed. Pre-production, <laughs> <Jeez>. but um, <laughs> you said you you could you you said it, you could tell it was rushed, and then you yeah. know what? When you said that, I was like, now I can I can kind of see it mm. where there there are some aspects that don't really add up. And Kubrick, okay, yeah, Anthony Burgess was was a bit mad that Kubrick changed his book a bit and then adapted it into a film but there were some weak points of that book and I think it is telling of the speed as to which as to how he wrote it you know mm. um, but yeah especially the ending I mean like I said like we've talked about it mm. but that for me is the biggest telltale of the kind of like maybe it's a sign of the times it was written in you know the whole thing of I don't know it was the 60s right I mean it could be like you you could read it as like some kind of not like a cursory tale but like a sort of like cautionary type thing of like wild youth you know mm. who are like rebelling at this period of time and then saying like look okay you might rebel but there's always going to be that overbearing like state presence or whatever that will get you into line yeah um I haven't really like thought about that too much except for but just now. You, but you, the example of the old man kind of hit me when even he was like he was a drunk, right? And they beat him up and he peed himself and stuff. But yeah, I felt like he was old. He was like drinking and, and he was drunk and he was just like, oh, if he killed me now, it doesn't matter. Basically, do you, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And for me, because his world is like shit or something. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe it's not just a youth then. I think it's everybody. I just, I, just, I think even though, I don't know. I think maybe. How do I explain it? So I, I feel like everybody was actually just was it was wasn't great for anybody. I think it was only the state that had that kind of power to be like, okay, let's have, let's make a difference, or let's make people better, in quotations, and that's why I start doing these experiments and stuff. And and even let's say Alex is like that one that that one percent, right? They still have a large percent of people who are still saying, I'm still gonna, you know, sold them that dream of you know you'll get the house if you work hard enough. Like it's still that kind of mental um you know like barrier or, or or system to say you know people stay in line even though the world is actually a mess because i feel like dystopian in term is, is obviously you don't want to be there like it's it's an imagined place where you don't want to be cool literally so mm. 
I felt for the common man, everybody was literally like drunk, maybe something every five minutes. Mm. Like even the people that were doing well, where were you living? In crunch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So if, if you dissect a book based on, on those things and trying to understand the context, you don't want to be living in the city. So I don't know. Like could, you, could you not see certain parallels as to like now in a kind of day? I was going to say. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, for me, that, that's what a book kind of resonates because that's how it was important for when you were, like you were saying in the beginning that like you were trying to figure out the times scale mm. and I feel like it almost belongs nowhere but everywhere like it happens all the no, time but then that's why it was so relatable to I guess everybody because it was like that kind of reform happened it happened with a psych, um, like psych, um, psychotic drugs and like people trying to do stuff with homophobia like mm-hmm. trying to get out of them mm. and giving them drugs so they, that's very true chemically like, frustrating like, them these yeah. things are not new do you know that, what I mean that is so true I didn't see that part where that's so and, and that's true. That's so and true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if everything doesn't purpose or by accident. And I'm just yeah. like, bro, because I could sit here and write this I essay. I could see that. Yeah. English is like, yeah, this is all right. Hmm. But African people be like, I was, I was taking mescaline, and I wrote a book, hmm. and this will happen. And but there's actual parallels here. No, no, Do you no. Know what I mean, like, there's I, certain timeless things I feel like about human nature and like a society that will always be able to strike a chord in whatever sure. like uh, context that you place them yeah. in, and like. A lot of the things that he uh, touches on in this book kind of do that. This idea of like, you know, impoverished people, crime, these kind of yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like lawlessness and like rebellion, mm. and it's like, you like, like it's true. That's kind of what makes it timeless in a sense because it's like, like it kind of just it's human behavior. It, it just kind of speaks about what it is, yeah, yeah. and that hasn't really changed, even though time has changed. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, as long as humans exist, good and bad will happen. Oh, sorry, good and evil. But don't you think that's a cop-out? Because cop-out in, in the sense that I think just accepting something as our nature is an easy way out. There's yeah, a lot of things that we've gone but, against our nature. But we've been constantly reminded of our, our own nature by history and present. Very true. But there's certain, there, there are certain aspects within our present that have changed. Absolutely. That, that have been perceived as nature in the past. And yeah. we have adapted mm-hmm. and to some extent amended you know, mm-hmm. um, in terms of um, rights and wrongs mm. um, violence mm. I, I do think humans and just being an animal violence is just inherently encoded into us as mm. a survival mechanism mm-hmm. um, but we have almost controlled that we've understood that they are, there are um, consequences for that violence and it mm. causes people to be inherently less violent mm. which correlates with yearly figures and that we are as a even though it's not perceived to be like that as a, as a right? no it does still happen but it's decreasing so that so we're, we're, we're policing something on, so that is inherent are you saying within that us we're becoming less violent as a society yeah. well, as a society we are the violence and rates of mo- is decreasing annually no it's true it's literally it's, 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 it's I mean, a figure the reason I said I didn't know about that book like, but that's what I'm saying. It's just a perception of that. But it's in terms of as a society, as a human, that we are improving in certain aspects in terms of um, education, in terms of this. But but going back to our inherent or our behavioural tendencies, there are certain things that, for instance, um, trying to make the world more equal. Mm. You know, that is something as a male, um, you automatically, as in like. I don't know how I'm going to phrase this. <laughs> take your time, take your time, bro. Take your time, take your time. Let's not get cancelled. Um, <laughs> this is Ruben here speaking. 
himself. <laughs> for himself you know and himself only. No, no, no. no what I was going to say <laughs> is in that... I was going to say... No, no, what I was going to say is that, as in like... Oh, this is mad. But um, what I was no, going to say is that... <laughs> no, as in just... Um, I don't know if I want to land because I don't want to get, I don't want to get flamed. Um, no, land, we can edit. We can fuck edit. it, you know. Um, be honest, be honest, be honest. No, yeah, so as in, like, in terms of. It seems to be like a. Something that is quite common in that men seem to think or perceive that they are more dominating uh, over women mm-hmm. and that that's almost like our default human behavioural response in a lot of societies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. <laughs> Be <laughs> careful it now. Seems, it seems, <laughs> Be careful now. It seems that um, as as a species, we tend to um, gravitate to uh, a, a social construct like that, um, and we are and trying to amend that. You know, trying mm. to make the world much more equal, and it's and it, and and it's almost like a self policing that. Okay, yeah. Um, as a guy, you might perceive yourself as more dominating or more mm-hmm. above Why another. Se- oh, it's probably just probably just physical. No, but so I think it's just probably just attributed to um, us just being bigger than females. I think just if you look at going back to like the zoological side, okay. like animals that are just a place we can't go. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give oh, you an example, okay. man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Jump, as in like. Um, animals that just naturally have a um, a difference in size, or there's a um, what's the word? Um, yeah, um, I can't remember the scientific term. But naturally, that sex is just both more domineering, quite as other. Like in terms of anglerfish, um, females are much bigger than mm-hmm. males, and males are just paras- parasitic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look at um, well, bees. L- Bees, that's what I'm saying. As in the bees, um, it's a big one there. Queens, uh, it's a bit different because um, that's it. Was it? It's a um, eusocial um, way of. Oh, the No, no, but uh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm just. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Is in that you can't really, you can't really make comparisons to the insects because they're a bit. But yo, but, but yo. So what I was, I was, like... what I was, what I was saying yeah, is that on. yeah. Just going back to it. Okay, man. the size of, of, of no, gender. No, no, I'm just saying that just naturally as humans, we are policing something that's innate within us. Okay, right? but I was going to ask... That's all I'm saying. Do you feel that it's possible to over-police human nature and then have the contrary effect so that it actually leads to more, like, problems in a sense where, say, for example... Cause I always find that if you're told not to do something, say yes. you're a kid, yeah, and you're like, don't do this because it's the worst thing ever. Then you, then you're curious. It's, it's like the like the elephant graveyard thing in Lion King, you know, it's like you are meant to go there, and then you end up going there, and it's like, do you feel as though it's possible to over police human nature to the detriment of? Are you going to hand up? Can they? Yes, I agree with Zach. Can uh, they speak? I want to say. I want to say. I feel like even the thing we went to the other day, right, and. um so no, so so going back to so you think that you can control human um, no over police because don't get me wrong like there's a sweet spot in which we can kind of exist in this like coefficient place where we can be you know uh, not harming each other this yeah kind of ignore, ignoring our innate behavior not ignoring but 
being able to be aware of it enough to say, okay, cool, these things are not in our mutual interest okay, and whatnot. Cool, yeah. But mm-hmm. if if those things are so suppressed that, or those like, what's the word? Not uh, visceral, but like natural, primal, primal instincts are just um, suppressed, then do you feel like that's only going to lead to like the just complete 360 of that and just outburst in the other direction? No, possibly. There's two things, right? So firstly, I feel like this book is actually quite good actually now because we've done like five topics already and they've just gone full circle with like the the cover. But anyways, the second (laughs) thing I was going to say was I'm not lying, this orange thing is actually it's everywhere. Because I was gonna say that thing. I feel like most things you can overplay, so when it does it has this contra effect of bouncing back and forth. And cool. I think it happens anyway when it comes to like, history. But I think if you want to do that like, contextually like now, for example, I feel like in this world of like um, mental health and like awareness and stuff. Okay. I want to touch on this thing about oh, no, yeah. I, I, do, do you see what I mean? I, I feel like I'm gonna say so. I feel like um we almost, in this sense, over-policed it because Ooh. these things... No, no, let me land. No, no. Let me land first. Don't, and don't sniff at me out either. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, uh, mental health issues is actually a problem. And I feel like people um, need to focus on, on how to better the conversation but also to treat these, these issues, do you know what I mean? But I feel like the, the way it's being handled, that the word's being used, like depressed, and it's been like, almost flung around. So natural um, emotions like being sad or um, unhappy because you can get a job, or um, just normal things. That I don't. I just don't naturally, it's been down. Because yeah. people, people aren't actually down. They don't go out of bed today. Mm-hmm. But then the people who quickly use the word depressed. So now you've got all these people who imagine having a survey now. You ask people in the room, "Oh, how many times have you been depressed?" Now, obviously, the truth is, I can't, I can't sit there and diagnose people and say, "Oh, you've been that. You're, mm-hmm. you're actually depressed. Or you're not," because I'm not anywhere near that qualification. But I think we need to be careful in terms of how we use these words. And we can't self-diagnose like each other or ourselves because a lot of people go around saying, oh, you might, um, you're on the spectrum. I'm thinking, bro, like, you know, you went on Google and read something about, do you know what I mean, this kind of stuff. So when it comes to, I think in, in human nature and just ourselves and how we police each other, mm. sometimes, and especially if you think now social media and stuff, because information is, is for everybody, which is obviously a great thing, but at the same time, it's oversaturated. Yeah, cool, okay. Um but like, like I said about mental, mental health awareness and stuff it's, I think it's a, we need to actually focus on it, I, it must feel bad for people who actually have these problems but actually can't um, so you think that's like over yeah, but how do you yeah. even but discern how, that though really? what do you mean like, like, how do you discern like, it, goes, it it's like a, it just goes back and forth and when it does too much how do you how do you police it but it's the question of but when it's from mutual to too much mm. that's when no, nothing can be done it's when it gets too much when everyone's like okay we need to react and do something about it and that's when it swings back but don't you think that's like arguably like a response of like the rise of like nationalism and right wing conservatism and that Hold on, what? as in that in how that how they they don't like that over policing of being too as in like all the the colloquial terms are like oh, libtard or you're liberal when mm. you are over policing you're too but how is this um, over policing no you're o- like so you're over policing like something that no, it's as in like there. It's a it's it's a reaction to the over policing of something that they perceive as natural to being a human. Oh, you know, um, you shouldn't like be sadness or something. not sad not sadness, but you shouldn't be. Um, fuck, what's the term? Um, you shouldn't be. Um, no, not patriot. No, as in in terms of. Um, you see, when you are, oh fuck, when you're like. Um, I can't remember the word. 
when you're oh my god or think when you're like oh, I can't remember what I was going to say shit he how is it the time now? it's calm you know why because my guy was fucking yeah, no, chatting shit so we just cut a little bit of this period of time he just, yeah when it comes back to you we'll just yeah we'll chop say it we'll chop it's fine but how are we doing for time <laughs> when did we start this that's what I'm saying we, gonna, it, we, we, start, we started quite late it started at 9.30 so we still oh we've got 15 minutes yeah okay, we've got 15 okay. um, finish your point what did I say you're saying about um, so yeah so I, it was basically was um, so yes so conservative so as in like the reaction or the flipping back to people trying to get back to our natural state or our mm-hmm. na- perceived natural state of things is that when conservatives just assume we are too um when liberals are too um fucking what's it when it what's it politically correct that was it okay. when they are not being honest of, about their feelings they're trying to police themselves about everything and it's like an oh, over policing yeah. right you, you, where you. it's like why didn't you just say what's on your mind can't be, say this, can't be, do this, be your can't, natural yeah, self you know when people speak their mind sometimes you want to hear it no exactly but that's what I'm saying it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's there's certain some certain parallels in that where you're like flipping back so you, you can say oh, this is it could be weak and I could be chatting shit but you could, you could, you could link. You can link it like to you. this whole resistance, or um, to being a liberal, and to being, you know, policing something like mental health to yeah. some extent yeah. too much. Where it's like, oh, everyone is oppressed, or oh, everyone yeah. is female. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying. As no, in, but that's that's I just my that. fear, and it's, it doesn't mean shit. I hear that because, um, I mean, a lot of people argue that like super leftism is just as negative and detrimental as fucking right like yeah. like well, right and far yeah, right because yeah, mm. um, it's like you know if we do live in a world where everything is so policed that having an opinion is in itself something that is being like um, shouted down in the name of liberalism then how is that any more productive than some right wing person saying you can't say this because you know, X, Y, Z reasons. You know what I mean? So like, like, um, if for example we're like in a place where you cannot say, for example, you know, I look at like a comedy and like, yeah, you know, like, like you just can't thing. say certain things. Bossy pants. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Great choice. Um, well you you can't say uh, certain things in comedy because it's just not it's just not acceptable because people get triggered or they get affected by it. And it's like, I feel like that world is equally as bleak as a world in which... But there's two things with that you know? comedy. Because comedy is a thing of, like, you're trained as a comedian to, like... If, for a joke to be humorous, it needs to have these certain rules, right? Mm. You can't just say a certain slur without having a story. But, or, do, do you mean there's rules to having it? But then there's also a thing, like, you said, over policing where it gets to the point where even the rules are, like, forget the rules, I'm hurt, I'm offended. And that's the beginning, end of it. And, and that's the end of it, and... I see. I, yeah, I understand. What and I find that quite like worrying because, like, like we need something to kind of tie it all together. Like, it can't just be a, like a world in which, like, okay. But that, that's what I'm saying. Going back to the point, it's like it's, it's, a, swing, it's a swinging pendulum, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't like the where it's actually full circle. And yeah, it, there's so many instances. Like so many orange. Not quite orange. There's so many stories <laughs> in this book that explain so many things. Like what you just said now. The story about um, when Alex and, and George and stuff were like, oh, 
went to pick a new leader with the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes left, and then then he'd be like, "Oh, you're doing too much." Mm. And then he goes, "Okay, so what do you do?" And then he literally came up. He said he had the exact same idea as it's had before. So it's like, oh, it's a new idea, but it's the same thing. So so it's kind of like it's almost like a parody. Like I feel like the book is almost kind of laughing at how human behavior is, and it's almost like it's everything is full circle, cyclical, and it. I really kind of noticed that now because I can't. I mean, I've been finished the book. I was mm. like, okay, I'm gonna. I can't wait to watch the book because I can't like, half read it, half enjoy it. Cool. But <laughs> it's it's actually not that bad. So going on that point, how would you rate the book? Um, I think Zach should go first because he chose it. No, no, Zach. Oh, no, no. oh wait, oh, Zach's last. Zach's last. Zach's last. Okay, you go yeah, first, Mister. The big Me. reveal. Drum roll, please. Um. Oh, this is a hard one, you know. Is a hard one. All right, so let's. You know what I was gonna no, say. No, no, no. Let's like um, separate the reputation from the Ooh, book. That's I, what I was gonna. I was gonna standalone go your experience. That's very good. That's, okay. good. that's good. That's good. That's good. good. He stopped you there, boy. Yeah, he's gonna say ten. <laughs> no, no. But, <laughs> Exceptional. <laughs> Kubrick. Um, Cult class. Really, you know. <laughs> um, Captured the essence of. <laughs> Six. I was, I was okay. still, I was gonna say six, and I, it's still a six. Just mm. looking at the book, um, yes, a, a six. <laughs> yes, yeah, six. Um, I, I'll say six because I kind of, I've never read a book like this. I've never read a book where it's, it's, it's almost made up its own language. Um, it was a bit frustrating and a bit jarring at the beginning, but um, no, like. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And I, I, okay, yeah, the the ending was slightly weak. It didn't land as as the best I thought it could. But mm-hmm. no, in just in general, I thought it was, it, thought it was decent. I thought it was a decent book. It was a decent topic era, and it was just as violent, man. Some some of the bits were just a bit mm. um, hard to deal with. But then I was like, I've never read a book like that. So okay, yeah, that's okay. just my experience in it. So sweet. Yeah. What you can do? Seven point seven point one. Why is it, what are these point ones, bruv? Like? Because he just so made it in. He just made it in, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I feel like, specific, the, for me, it was hard for me to understand and read the book. And I said, when I found that grocery, <laughs> I was like, thank the Lord, do you know what I mean? They was actually, thank goodness. But, but how, so it's 7.1, but you couldn't read it. Can I land? I don't understand. Did you write the book? I'm confused. <laughs> um, and the ending was weak. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of the, like, um, disturbing scenes, actually, I was like, I read it and in the end because I'm I'm so lost in all these jargon of words. I'm a lion. I don't a few times that happens. But um the reason why I got to some point one because I feel like the book actually has a point to it and I feel like it's almost like um some of these scenarios and actually the whole grand scheme of things is is trying to tell us something. Cool. And I think is the thing is I can't give him like a full like eight or something because I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. I, I get that I get that sense like he did it by accident. Honestly. Or maybe he was reading something and he kind of provoked him to do this. But I can't imagine him as a political person. You know, Anthony Burgess. I can't imagine... I, mm. What was he, just a writer? I, I can't it imagine was a, it was a, a political activist or mm. some sort of... Um, you should have really researched you know, that. Oh, oh, uh, should have. I, I, I can't imagine him being like a... <laughs> Uh, contextually aware it would be mad if he's he's like a philosopher political theorist really like massive he's like shit we know he could be a poet and that's true he's written the book but we don't know 
Did he do what we said? It's a 50-50 in this. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but 7.1, because... It's, it's, it's pushing and pulling for me, and I feel like he just made it because the book actually goes full circle at the cover. No, like, I mean, no, that's good. That's so, yeah. Zach. All right, so Mr. Mello, I would personally give it um, a six point nine. Yeah, what? <laughs> what? It doesn't quite scrape the seven point zero, but it's not worthy of being a six point five. Um. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's for me I just appreciated the um the language I really like the whole idea of you know this I loved how he uh described when he was listening to the music like there was really vivid like rich description and it just kind of that appealed to me um I also feel like the book has a lot of echoes in terms of its um, its relevance to our world now, and because of that, I just think it's a it's a good book. It's a very good book. Oh, slightly on that top of the music, mm. what's one song both of you that had the same effect as that Beethoven tune that Alice was going to knock someone out for? Over. Ooh. That well, that's just like pure pleasure. Pure pleasure, and if someone interrupts you, you're gonna get a bit angry. That's a good question. Hmm. That's hard because you can't just like. That's a lot. Do you know what I mean? That's a good. That's a good accolade to have. One, there's a, a song. There's a song. Sword, yeah, there's a song. There's a song. In the head a song where like yo. someone's you you you, you love... listen to it. It's like don't interrupt me. Yeah, don't fuck it up. All right, cool. Well, someone tried to cover it. It's like. Shut okay, up. I think I got mine. Yeah. I think I got mine, but I got reasons for why it's that song. What's yours? So mine is um. Oh, I'll switch it. Joking. It is. It is. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's high, but the thing is, it's not cool. So I won't say now, but I definitely at uh, uni times. I feel like that song. Uh, I feel like when uh, a song that is up for you, when it feels nostalgic to you, like it maybe helped you for a certain period of time, or maybe mm-hmm. you heard it a lot. Okay. It had a purpose for you at that particular time, and now when you play it, it kind of brings out your feelings or you feel very connected to that song. You can't just hear a song and you say, oh, I like this tune, and then you don't feel so like, it doesn't really work that way. For me, I don't think it works that way. So I think for, the reason I say Hive for our sweatshirt is because cool. I think at the time, I almost needed it, if that makes sense. Mm. What about you, Zach? There's actually plenty, but the, the one I can think of in particular right now is um, Donny Hathaway's Sack Full of Dreams. That song is... Okay. Really? From beginning to end, it's, for me, it's just perfect, uh, and yeah, it just gives, it, yeah, it gives me that like, don't interrupt me. I'm experiencing this kind of vibe. So yeah, that's me. How about you? Bro? <laughs> I'm gonna say a stupid one, but um, mine is um, Poison by Bell B. Devo. Yeah, Poison, damn, drop out of my mind. That's shit. Like, no, for me, no, no, for me. I'm sorry. There's a lot of. Keep singing it. I can't remember the lyrics, man. That's But yeah, um, no. Only it's it's one because it's banging when it comes in the club. Two, the dance is sick, and three, it's. My mum used to play it to me. It's one of my. It brings back really fond memories of me when I was younger. Dance with my mum. I mean, my sisters are dancing the song every time. My mum used to just literally stop everything she was doing to dance, and I always liked that. And I kind of like inherit every time I hear that song. I've inherited something that I've inherited. And that. On that like, note, do you feel like 
<laughs> do you feel like do you feel like music can be used as mind control? Because yeah, if like if for example, like, certain songs I can't listen to because of my ex. No, no, tr- 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 trust <laughs> me. Yeah, let's not get into that. No, no, but as in like in terms of how it, I mean, not only just triggers, but like it can like motivate. <laughs> Should we not? <laughs> no, I don't. Get emotional. Keep going, keep going. Like, like because, like. I don't know. Like, all the things that we've said have been very related to emotional, like experience that's linked to the song, or I think. And I just feel like, you know, in a way, um, if a song can put us in that place, like in like instantly, it can be used as mind control. I, I think so. I think almost like the book itself has said, you know, bad things can be taken away, so can good. So these almost like innate things with us like music and mm. also I would, crime is almost a label but let's say violence it's good and bad but it's do you know what I mean um, music being what it is I think it's for sure it's, I think it's a spiritual thing music for sure like I was even watching BBC News actually yesterday morning and they have this new podcast for dogs I don't know if you've seen that, but basically so I can't be I can't, I be, I, I can't be advertising them, but, but there's another podcast basically who mm. and there's like this woman who like well not woman it's different people Box. and they like sing at different pitches to like soothe the dog sometimes they have it so that like it's like this deep voice that kind of helps the dog to sit down oh, and stay calm sometimes it's a high pitched voice and it kind of gets the dog hyperactive um so yeah maybe that's like a sort of that could be brought into the human world and have you could <laughs> and we could try that. Cut I mean, <laughs> Hold on. Doing... Come on. There we go. Our next book is Inspectacles. Alright, cool. <laughs> um, Kenley's chosen it. Why did you choose this book? What's what's, what's drawn you to um, this book? I will tell you the next podcast, Ruben. Thank you very much. <laughs> We've been trying to put it on him <laughs> um, <laughs> at cool. the end of the podcast, we sure. But yeah, um, peace. Mm.